and this is the podcast, Go Be Great. There's no such thing as TMI here, so let's chat, meet amazing humans, and have conversations about life, confidence, and more without the filter. Come hang weekly as I shed light on the topics we often feel we need to hide as we celebrate the ebbs and flows of learning what being great really looks like. Buckle up, buttercups, and let's go be great together. This show is brought to you by Female Alliance Media, by women for women. Hello, hello. Welcome back, fam. I just screamed that into the microphone, so I hope you're all awake and alert and thriving. <laughs> um, this episode is going to be a little mishmash of a bunch of stuff, kind of like an Ask Me Anything episode, kind of like a reconnection, kind of like an advice column vibe. It's going to be a little chaotic, um, but it's going to be fun. Um, how are you? No, I'm serious. I'm checking in with you because, listen, when I put these question boxes up, first off, I love the fact that you guys respond accordingly. And now, granted, I know some of you guys are messing with me. I'm looking at some of my close friends that listen here. But for the most part, you guys are very honest. And I really, really appreciate that because I think it helps us all connect. And when I put a question box up asking what people are struggling with on my Instagram stories, I got an overwhelming number of you all saying that you feel like you're not doing enough or feeling like inadequacy or feeling like you're all over the place and not making time for yourself and having trouble with balancing it all. And I have just the guest. Uh, it's not today. Sorry. It sounded like I was teeing up it, in guest introduction. But I have a guest that I think is going to really help you. And I'm so I'm not going to answer those. <laughs> it's my point. This episode is not going to be that. But I just wanted to acknowledge that because if you entered something along those lines in my question box, you are not alone. Um, but the when I put up the other one about what do you want to know? What are you struggling with? What are some some like advice column, ask me anything type vibes? They're all over the place and I love it. So we're going to dive right the fuck in. What are you watching? Has anyone watched the Kelsey documentary? I am going to... Jason Kelsey is my favorite uh, Philadelphia Eagles player. So I am going to stop recording after this. Sorry, what? After I'm done recording, I'm going to go and watch it. And I'm so excited because I'm seeing such great things from it. And I just know it's going to be great. It's just going to make me love him even more. What else have I watched? Oh, um, still really loving Real Housewives of New York. Really loving this season. Uh, we're going to call this Bravo Corner. Um, really loving this season of Salt Lake City. Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. And Whitney. I love Whitney. I do. I also am loving that Southern Charm is back. Do I miss Catherine? Yes. Yes, I do. Because I wanted her to win. Like, I wanted her to win watching from the very beginning. And I feel like she was doing just that. So I really wish she was on this season. But that's okay. We got a little spice of Paige from Summer House because she's still with Craig. And I just want them to make it to the end. I really do. I really do. But loving those things. Those are all of the things that I have that has been on my TV. Also, Gilmore Girls is the this season's emotional support show. I was on a new girl kick for years um and now I'm back on a Gilmore Girls emotional support show kick after a long day it's time to tag in the girlies okay let's get into these questions because some of them are really really good and um 
I don't, I'm not saying that my advice on these things or my two cents on your situation is 100% correct. I'm not a doctor. I'm not holier than now. It would just, it's just what my perspective of it is. Also something I want to preface about these question boxes on Instagram. Bruno, I am talking with my friends. Damn it. As I was saying, sorry for that short commercial break. Um, Something that I wanted to preface about the question boxes on Instagram is that you can't really get like a full story in there. So thank you to those of you that gave me more feedback in the DMs because like you ran out of space in the question boxes. But for those of you that didn't, I'm just going to try to uh, summarize what I think you're trying to say. First one, I'm going to keep most of these anonymous, but you guys know Dawn Brown because she was on an episode and she asked how I was doing in the teacher world. And I really appreciate you for that, um, Dawn. So... Listen, <laughs> it's it's exhausting. There's really no other way for it. And I know that you've heard it here a million times. I can totally with 100 uh, percent honesty and with my whole chest say that I completely understand why teachers are leaving the profession and that there's burnout because this shit is wild. It's it's it, there's layers to it. It's all over the place. Everything from it, and it's changed so much since I started teaching 11 years ago and that's not a very long time I feel I mean maybe it is yes of course it is it's over a decade but I just feel there's such a shift in what it used to be compared to what it is compared to how kids are and parents are and how they interact with you and how they treat you it's it's vastly different and I can see why so many teachers are leaving and why there's not as many people going into the teaching profession anymore I get it I totally get it. And although I am not in the space um, or circumstances right now or just the, the want to give up my identity of part of my identity, not my whole identity, but the role that I play of Mr. Chico, I'm not ready to give up yet. So unless something crazy happens, knock on wood, hopefully not. Um, I, ju- I just I'm in it. I'm in it. <laughs> I'm in it for at least this school year. Um, but I completely understand I completely understand it's everything from um kids don't know they don't have a a high tolerance for being around other people um their peers they have a low tolerance for um people that are different or just annoy them like there's no way that they have the self-awareness a majority of the time I'm not gonna say I don't want to overgeneralize here but those are the things that are very much struggling is that the self-awareness to acknowledge how they're feeling when it has to do with someone else or when it is their fault or accountability or tolerance for undesirable activities like things that they don't necessarily want to do but you know gotta do so it's a lot it's a lot um Bruno I know he gets it thank you so much he doesn't like sirens and there's sirens going off right now but yeah it's there's a lot on our plates there's a lot more that we're expected to do uh it's just it's the system. Am I right? It's the system. Now, I will say I make jokes a lot about, you know, oh, if we were getting paid like the brain surgeons do, like they like Finland and New Zealand are run. Maybe. No, you can't put a price tag on somebody's mental health. You can't put a price tag on somebody's um, overpouring in their capacity because they have to. It's just a lot. But we're here. We're here and we're getting through it. And although I don't, I shouldn't be wording something that I do every day as my career, um, wording it as if it's something to get through, but 
we're just working through hurdles. And I think that oftentimes in the beginning of the year, especially like the first six to 10 weeks, you forget um, what kids are like in the beginning. And getting to winter break, I say it every year, that just get us to winter break, that crawl to winter break. And hopefully we'll see a change in maturity and behaviors up until then. But uh, here we are. And I'm hearing it all over. I know it's not just one place. Oftentimes I think that uh, teachers think that it's just where we are and it's just our school or it's just our group of kids. And it's not. It's everywhere. And although that collective feeling is brings a level of comfort it doesn't make it go away and it doesn't make it any easier um it just brings comfort it doesn't bring any ease to the situation so if you are a, a, um, an educator and you're feeling the same I will say it's better than last year I'm feeling better this time I'm giving myself a thumbs up on the screen as if you can see me but I feel better about it this year than I did last year so there's that a win's a win am I right so thank you for asking that Dawn I appreciate you Kaylee asked, what is new in life? And there's a lot going on in life right now. Um, Lots of exciting things happening. I will say that the journal is so close to being done. I know I keep talking about it, but I really want it to be like, it's just little stuff like sizing of fonts and colors and and boxes and things like that. Like the the bulk of it and the skeletal structure of it is great. Um, I've worked through some of the pages myself to see how it would feel actually doing it. And then I got wham bamboozled with health stuff. So I just want to get one. Now, part of me is like, just fix what you need to fix, re-upload to Amazon and like just send it to people, like have it go because it'll be available on Amazon in any country that you can access Amazon Prime. It'll be Prime to you. And um, I just like just go for it. But I just want to get one more sample copy to make sure that I'm, you know, that it's it's what I want. I'm not I'm not a perfectionist by any means, but I just want to make sure it's what you all deserve to get. So the journal is coming with what day is it? What's night? What day is it right now? Twenty six. Um, let's say it'll be available to you, but in the first two weeks of October for sure. Like I can say that confidently. I don't want to say by October first because no, realistically, if it comes back perfect, great. But um. I'll say that. Also, cool news, I was invited to be on Philadelphia Magazine, interviewed for Philadelphia Magazine for their wellness section in regard to the power of how you speak to yourself and narratives and confidence boosting and affirmations. So I am super excited for that. That comes later on this week. And hope, I don't know when the magazine will be out, but I'm sure it'll be have a digital version uh, copy accessible for people to read as well. So I'm really excited for that. And yeah, that's all the excitement. Let's get back to you. Enough about me. Enough about me. Let's get to you, boo. Question number one. Why do you hate people biting into their peppers? This is not a reference to a dick. It's an actual bell pepper. Listen, my friend Sarah, she posted very casually on her stories one day. She was talking and she bit into her bell pepper because she was eating it. And I was like, first off, bold move because you're putting mouth sounds on the internet. Second off, what? Why are you eating bell peppers like apples? Absolutely the fuck not. What are you, a serial killer? So she uh, jokingly, she gave it to her son and her son was eating it just like her, of course. And um, I just don't like it. I think, uh, no, you got to cut that shit up. Cut it up, saute it, put it, put it, dice it up with a little dipper. Why are we biting right into bell peppers? That seems aggressive. Um, it's it's really not that serious or that deep. It's not something that like is a deal breaker for me in life, obviously. But yeah, that's why. Because I feel like bell peppers should only be chopped up, sliced, diced, sauteed, or dipped. Why are we biting into them like apples? 
it's it's mind-blowing to me if animals could talk which one would be the rudest (laughs) um i would say orcas i feel like orcas are assholes they're very aggressive and they take whatever they want and they're kind of brats so i feel like an orca would have would talk some real big shit um yeah i would say orcas maybe hippos too aren't hippos really aggressive animals too so i would say they're just gonna tear it if they could have a voice to match their physicality and their aggressive behaviors, then like, mm, boy, bye. I got this one before and I can't remember if I put it on another episode, but I want to revisit it because I think it's important. Do you think it's mean to block somebody? How do you handle boundaries with people who you no longer want on your in your life but still show up in social media? I'm so glad you asked. Um, I have had this situation come up a few times and I used to think it was very mean to block somebody because I felt like it was a personal attack and like I like you know what I mean like if someone were to block me or I heard somebody being blocked like oh that's mean like you just it's like you're slamming the door in someone's face or you want them to find out that they're blocked from your life but now I have a completely different perspective on it because uh, high growth and also just from lived experiences that I've had I think that it's a form of a boundary and if that relationship or that person is no longer serving you and it's one thing because that mute button can only do so much (laughs) you can mute them but they'll still show up in other like tagged videos or someone else is sharing a story and tags them in it so if you feel like it's in your best interest to protect your heart and your mind by blocking somebody I don't I'm not saying like you have to go and message them and go out of your way to be like, I'm blocking you. I think that's a bit aggressive, but I now think that that block button is a great form of boundary setting, you know, and if someone didn't want to be blocked, then maybe they should have acted accordingly. And this goes for strangers or people in your lives, whether they're family, friends or someone that that's a coworker. I don't think it's a bad thing to block somebody that you feel Um, you don't want either to have access to or you don't want to have access to you. So I think it's a healthy way to keep your mental health healthy and yourself some peace of mind. Ooh, this is a overbearing coworker. So essentially, I, I think what I'm grasping from this message is that There's someone who's just constantly in their space at work and they don't know how to communicate that without hurting feelings and I think that this is I say this all the time you can be honest without being hurtful those two things don't have to mean the same thing although it feels like it's an uncomfortable thing to say or a conversation to have it doesn't mean it needs to honesty doesn't mean hurt um and if it does then you're not doing it right so I would say if the next time this person pops in to your space of area of work just saying something simple like, you know, I'm really trying to get this done. Can we chat later? Or is there something you can email me so I can make sure I get back to you in time? I really, you know, I want to hear what you have to say, but I just don't have time to give it the attention it deserves right now. That way you're not really dismissing what them or what they need to say. And you're giving them an opportunity and a space where they can communicate their needs with you or what they want to share with you without over pouring your capacity in order to do it and it's also a way that maybe we'll give them hopefully we'll give them the heads up like oh maybe I should check in next time I also think that we just need to get more comfortable sending things an email if it can be an email please don't please don't 
human interaction is draining. I don't care. I mean, extroverts, full extroverts might disagree. Of course they will. But it's just when you're in, I'm, I'm thinking from a teaching perspective and maybe I need to broaden my my perspective here, but because I don't know what this person does for a living. But when you're when your job is a lot of humans, <laughs> when you need time to be less human-y, I, I think that we, it can be an email, sweets. If you don't need to know it right now and it's not a life-altering event, then send it in an email. Or like, hey, I, when's a better time I can pop in? And then, and then you have a little bit more control or maybe control is the wrong word, say in when you can allow this person to hold up space throughout your day. So I hope that helps. I love this next one. I'm having trouble breaking the habits that aren't good for me. How do you break habits and break cycles that are no longer serving you? This is a really good question and it's a really hard one. And I say I love it because I think we're really hard on ourselves sometimes. And the habits that we either, habits can come in all forms. They're either actions that we take throughout the day or thoughts that we have throughout life and they creep in. We don't even realize that they're there. So first off, I think you should acknowledge the fact that the way that you're able to acknowledge the things that aren't serving you in the actions that you're taking or the thoughts that you're having, the habits that you have built and established in your life, the way that you can pause and acknowledge the ones that aren't working for you anymore is a huge step in the right direction because that is often the hardest thing to do is to acknowledge the things that aren't serving us. And I would say, I don't know if you're talking about one or two things or 10 things here, but I would say just one at a time. One habit at a time. Habit stacking is the best way to overcome and make long-lasting change in your life. When you make a laundry list of things that you want to change, not saying that you're doing this by any means, but just to, in case you are making a list of things you want to change in your life and you look at that, that can be a very daunting list and it can also turn into like you're trashing yourself and, you know, really being very negative and talking shit on yourself. So to avoid doing that, I would recommend looking at one thing that you do every single day that you don't feel good about and then flipping that. And instead of saying, I'm not going to do this anymore because I don't find that type of language, at least personally for me, I don't find that type of language being helpful. So instead of saying, I'm not going to do this anymore. It makes it, you're talking to yourself in almost a punishment type of mindset just to replace it with, I'm going to make this promise to myself and this is what I'm going to try and do every day. Just that one thing and make that promise to yourself the opposite behavior of what you are already doing. So it can be something as small as I don't know what the behaviors or habits are exactly that you're talking about. But if they're just, you know, the first thing you consume in your day and I don't necessarily just mean food. I mean, are you opening up and scrolling and that's making you late for work? Hey, guilty. I really had to work on that. Um, are you opening up social media and already numbing out and not giving yourself time to check in with yourself? Something like that. Like, I'm going to check in with me before I check in with the world. That sounds like a really small task, but it's actually something that completely alters the way that you approach your day. Because checking in with you, whether that means a mental, verbal, out loud check-in or a journaling opportunity or a gratitude list or a way to just like, how am I feeling right now? How is my body right now? How is my body and my mind connected right now? How can I find a moment to be present in this moment right now? Even if you're on the toilet. There's been moments where I have 
gone to my morning potty time and been like, okay, let me check it instead of grabbing my phone while I'm, I'm here. Let me just check in with me. And I know that that sounds super silly, but it's in those little moments. So when I say those changes stack over time, being able to check in with you before checking in with the world is a huge step. So one thing a day. And I would say if, you, if there's things that you do sometimes that you don't like, that's a habit in certain circumstances or around certain people, then worry about those after and just what's your day-to-day looking like and what's something every day that you either want to start implementing or flip the script on and replace that behavior or that habit with something that's going to be more positive instead of saying don't. I don't recommend anyone who's trying to change habits in their life saying things like don't do this or I won't do this or I can't do this no, or I should do this. No, you can should all over yourself and then it, those habits don't necessarily last because they're rooted in negative in a negative narrative. Flip it. Flip the script on yourself, you beautiful ass bitch. Okay, this person had said that they saw my stories about feeling anxious and nervous about and avoiding doctor's appointments and they can relate to that and they want help on how to be better about taking care of themselves in that way. Something that I, this has been a big focus of mine this year specifically. Now, I didn't mean that I was manifesting some health issues, but I just wanted to be proactive about my my physical health and not avoid doctors just out of fear. So a couple things that I have been practicing is how I talk about it, how I think about it. And that looks a lot like not thinking the doom and gloom every time I go to a doctor's office, but that saying, replacing that thought with, I deserve to take care of my physical health. I deserve to advocate for myself when it comes to my body. And realizing that that also looks like requesting blind weigh-ins, requesting that paperwork be, you know, hidden when it comes to like weight stuff and numbers that like, I don't want to see it. Can you black it out? Like, I just want to make sure I'm not going to see a weight when I get my receipt or anything like that. That's something that has really worked for me because I think that that was really an underlying fear of mine that like that was going to mess with me. And I had, I did see it recently and it was a blip. We, we had our moment and then we're back because there is no worth or beauty or anything tied to that number. But I think that there's a lot of confidence building that comes from when you are able to take care of yourself in that way. So showing up, making those appointments that you don't want to make, being proactive about preventative care and not ignoring the signs that our body are telling us is a great way to feel connected to ourselves and come home to ourselves. I know that coming home to my to yourself has been something that I have preached for years and has really been a very transformative part. And I think that taking care of your physical health is such a beautiful way of doing that. So watch how you're talking to yourself about it. And hopefully some of those narrative shifts are helpful for you. Let's switch gears here. I often ask people on here and in social media if they believe in aliens. And this person wants to think, uh, wants to ask me, well, I do. I've f- said that before. I do believe in them for sure. And also... I do think it's going to happen this year. I mean, I think we're going to have like school closures because of UFOs or school closures and and business closures because of something related to other life forms. I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to really be in the forefront of our lives more this year than it has before. I love the chaos of it all. Like we're talking about habits and like taking care of our physical health and then aliens. This is so us. Have you ever stolen anything? Listen. For legal reasons, I need to say I returned it, okay? But I really wanted this lip gloss and I had it in my hand and I 
was at a drugstore. I must have been like fourth grade, fifth grade. And I walked out with it in my hand and nothing beeped. And I was a total accident. But the guilt that I felt of accidentally walking out with something, I walked back in and paid for it. Because A, my mother raised me and I am superstitious because of her. So if I walk out and I keep it and I don't go back, something's going to happen. Like I'm going to get a rash from it or I'm going to have a crazy allergic reaction to it or something just, you know, something bad's going to happen if I don't own up to this right now. So that was the only time I stole something. Oh, besides a pizza in New York years ago, I was wasted and I thought we paid for it. Like I thought my friends like, like, go grab the pizza. So a pizza came up and I stole an entire pie of pizza and I just walked out with it and started eating it with my friends. Like, hey, got our pizza. And they were like, no, we didn't order yet. I was like, whoopsie. <laughs> Those are the only two times I can remember that um, I ever stole anything. Tips on getting more comfortable in the skin you're in. Um, yes, sure. Got tons of those. I'm going to say to start small. It doesn't have to be anything. I know this is like an ongoing thing that I just I come back to, but it's really in these small moments. So for example, spending time naked, wear less clothing. Don't feel like you need to cover up all the time, especially when you're in the comfort of your own home. And although I live alone with Bruno, who like Bruno does side eye me sometimes if he sees a titty. But um, even if you live with you live with people that you love, right? Now I'm not saying you got to go and walk around butt naked in front of your kids if you're not comfortable doing that. But just feeling like you don't need to be covering up so much, um, whether that's cleaning the bathroom or wearing clothes that you really want to wear that you got that you're like, oh, I can't wait to have the confidence when I can wear this. You can wear it now. And wearing it around your house first and feeling the way your body feels in it, if it feels good in it and if you're comfortable with it and you're, you know, it just normalizes things a lot more and you become more neutral and don't pay as much attention to your body when you get more comfortable spending time in it. I need to have a hard conversation with my friend and I'm not sure how to approach it. This is tough and I'm still learning how to do this myself, but I will say that when we need to have these tough conversations, leading with love and leading with compassion is your best bet. So starting it with, hey, do you have the capacity to talk right now about something that's been on my mind? Um, it's it's a little bit better than we need to talk, right? Asking if somebody has the capacity to hear you right now, I think is a really important thing to do. Even when you want to vent or even when you want to share something that like might turn into a word vomit ramble. Checking in with people and making sure they have the capacity to listen first is huge, especially when or even prefacing what you want to say with, hey, you don't need to respond right away by any means. I'm not looking for an immediate response here. When you have the capacity to listen, here it is. And then that way they're not expecting, they don't feel like you need to immediately repeat um, or look for a response. But I would say if you're leading with, hey, you know, I really care about you and this is really something that I think we need to work through because it's been bothering me and I want to make sure we're working through it so there's no resentment built or anything. Or, you know, maybe even that's too much and just saying, you know, I've really had something on my mind recently. If you have the space to listen, I'd love to reconnect with you about some things and share it. I think that there's a lot of love in that. And I think that when you can have those bigger conversations, that where that's where that big love, I say big love a lot. Um, and that's what I mean when I say big love. Those, you know, I mean it from the depths of my soul. I, I appreciate the hard conversations, the deeper level conversations. And that's how we can connect as humans. And that's how we can love each other better. So 
I would I would lead with like, hey, I want to love you better <laughs> or I want us to work through this so that we can be better from it. And I want to make you aware because sometimes people aren't even aware that their words or their actions are affecting somebody. So to be able to speak on that and know that it, your relationships that you have with people are a safe space to do that is so important. So let me know how the conversation goes when you have it. I could keep going with these. I'm going to save some of these and... I hope that some of these have landed for you in a space and a time that is helpful. And I love them so much. There are just, there's funnier ones on here that I just can't even. I just can't even. So I could make this episode 10 hours long, but I won't. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here. And know that you are enough, you're doing enough, and your best is going to be enough. And show up as your favorite self in life. And when that feels too hard, give yourself grace and compassion and show up as the self that you feel like you can with the capacity and the life circumstances that you're in. Um, I'm feeling that a lot all over the place. So you're enough. You're a beautiful ass, blooming ass bitch. Shake your ass. Go be great. <laughs>